Nutrition Heretic Facebook Live Q&A Hello folks, uh, once again, another Thursday, another edition of our Nutrition Heretic Live Q&A right here on Facebook. As always with you, Nikola Popovich, your trusty co-host and our main host, the Nutrition Heretic herself in flesh, Adrian Hugh. Yay. Yeah, rolling the drums, Hi. the fanfare. Hi and all everybody. The... <laughs> uh, Adrian, how are you doing today? I am doing okay. I'd be better if my chickens would stay in the coop. Mm -hmm. uh, we just acquired three new hens this week, and uh, two of them are on the run. It's it, it's been literally like chicken run. Chicken run, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just crossed my mind. Yeah, they're well, they're they're not running. They just won't let me catch them. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, got some playful chickens. Yeah, they're they're really sweet. My friend, uh, my friend was actually taking care of somebody else's chickens like a year ago, and several of them escaped and hatched out some eggs. So they're beautiful, like some kind of Orpington, I believe. Mm. Um, and uh, they're and they have been laying eggs since they got here. Like they, you know, and I introduced them, but I really should have kept them, you know, in the coop longer so that they understood where the door of the coop is. Because right now they're behind the coop trying to talk to the other chickens like how do we get in the other ones are like rah, rah. So, <laughs> nothing's happening yet but anyway anyway um, how has your week been going you sent me some very disturbing stuff over the week yeah i have <laughs> and oh man oof. okay so it, it was the last time when we talked about uh the mech the mech buns and <clears throat> the subway not exactly chicken sandwiches so i sent her yeah. the links and she saw it herself and uh i also happened to stumble upon an unusual uh group that's called uh in translation real literal translation from creation um uh with fasting uh or you you could say fast to health so with fasting to right. health and right. it was the grape juice uh, method and I happened to stumble upon a picture of a man who is obviously doing this method or maybe even more methods because, folks, I'm sorry, we, we cannot show you the picture, but he definitely doesn't look healthy. No, no. it's uh, it, that was that was actually more disturbing than finding out what was really in that that uh, McDonald's hamburger. Yeah. Uh, because this guy, you know, for, for lack of a better term, he's mentally ill. Nobody can look in the mirror and think that that's good. I mm. mean, he, he, if anybody has seen pictures of Holocaust victims exactly, or, you know, any kind of, you know, starvation, I mean, he, he made, he made Gandhi look like a like a porker. I mean, this guy. I mean, his, he was just totally caved in. He was literally just skin and bones. And mm. but he's smiling because what because was the, the thing he said? Something about like it's better to be skin, skinny than fat. And yeah. Like, no, but you're you're literally just bones. Yeah. Like his his brain chemistry has got to be so messed up if he thinks he looks healthy in any way. Yeah, maybe that's why he's grinning. He cannot that smile off because he doesn't have yeah. the energy to do it <laughs> his skin is so tight <laughs> eating itself yeah. you don't need botox um, with that oh geez it was um it's horrible horrible mm, very thing. very so, disturbing um, yeah and that kind of in its own way mm -hmm. uh, leads us to yep. today's topic which is protein mm -hmm. which he clearly doesn't get any right and this is a this is a huge myth uh, that my understanding is started with a, a book uh, written in the '60s called "Diet for a Small Planet," where people were introduced to the concept of combining beans and grains, and that would make a complete protein. Because to get a complete protein, which is what your body uses, your body doesn't use fractions of amino acids if they don't if it doesn't have the, the nine essential amino acids in there and it's by essential it means you have to get them from food and they have to come in all together or else your body cannot turn it into cannot use it as protein 
So there's a lot of myths about, you know, quinoa is a complete protein and soy is a complete protein. And then, you know, you can take your beans and you add your starch and you suddenly got a protein. Uh, the problem is that really what protein, the building blocks of protein are the amino acids. And if you don't get all of those nine amino acids or and in the right quantities, you can't turn it into protein. Uh, and my understanding from, you know, my chemistry classes and my um, anatomy and physiology classes uh, is that when you take when you consume a whole protein your body dismantles it and then reassembles it but if you're just getting like you know a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little you know and and, and it's in kind of quantities that humans can't translate those back into proteins it doesn't work and uh you can never know from crop to crop which beans are going to have more or less or what have you and this is where the um you know the food chain really comes in because other animals will convert, they they are equipped to convert those plants into protein. Hmm. So um, you know, you think about especially with like the, the ruminants, like cow, like cattle, like it's like pretty obvious. There's some like serious stuff going on in there. You know, they're eating all this grass, and they're still remember they're getting they're they're not discriminating. They're getting ants and other you know, bugs, flies, whatever, in their mouths, you know, they're definitely consuming some kind of other animal. Um, when they, when they uh, eat that, my chickens, you know, they're, they're omnivores more than we are. Uh, they eat, the, you know, I get grain from the brew house next door to feed them, and it's full of larvae, and they mm. go ballistic over it because they want the eggs, and they want those, the larvae, and anybody who's raising chickens knows that uh, one of the best sources of protein that will increase egg production is to give them soldier flies. And they have these like buckets that you can hang. You throw a piece of meat in there with the, with the soldier fly larva or whatever foods. I think it's mostly meat that you put in there. And then you know, the, the, the uh, soldier flies will lay the eggs in there. And when they fly out you know, or they, the larvae start crawling out, that's what the eggs, mm. I mean, sorry, the chickens go crazy for. Mm. And it increases egg production. So there's, you know, I think we need to to get a little bit more of a handle on this. And when you really look at societies, like you say, in India, where there are a lot of people who eat um, beans and rice, let's say, together, or beans and bread, uh, first of all, they're consuming ridiculous amounts of animal fat in the form of ghee and yogurt and butter, you know, all kinds of dairy products, uh, which is always overlooked. So, you know, here we're like, oh, well, we're going to be healthy and we don't want to have the animal products. So we're just going to put vegetable oil, which we discussed last week is useless. Um, sorry, I'm like standing on my court here. Uh, so, you know, we know that that's, that's uh, useless for your body. Uh, your body needs the, the, you know, the good saturated fats that come from things like everything I just talked about, all these dairy products at, le at the very least. Mm. Um, you know, so we, we ignore that and I do believe that that can be a catalyst. I think that when you have, let's say, your beans and your rice, that you can, they, they can count towards your protein if you actually have a whole protein present. Does that make sense? Well, so, kind of. Well, you know, so you look at a lot of, uh, uh, let's say, miso soup, you know, it's, yes, mm -hmm. it's got miso, which is soy-based, and it's got to a few cubes of tofu <laughs> in there. But yeah, sorry, now I got it. I thought you, uh, you, uh, you told miso soup. Um, what? Miso <laughs> soup? No. Oh, miso soup, right. <laughs> Miso soup. Miso soup, yeah. And so, yeah, and I realized just how much I mumble. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, yeah, in, in miso soup, you get, you know, you have the, the, the miso and then you have, which is soy, and then you have maybe two or three cubes of uh, tofu in there. Mm. Uh, but it's all, in, it's traditionally, it's made with a fish broth. You know, so you've got you, not not that broth is necessarily very high in protein, but you've got something mm. from the animal world that kind of binds those together. And the other thing is that it's not the main course. You know, it's usually followed up by some kind of fish, right? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe some pork and maybe some chicken or beef, whatever. So, so, so there's definitely some animal parts in there. Yeah. There, there is traditionally my understanding from the Japanese people I know <laughs> that, that that is the truth. Um, I do I know that now, especially if you buy uh, Japanese cookbooks in the US, it will not include dashi, which is the uh, which is the fish broth mm. that they make. But you know that's that to as far as I can tell, that seems to be a bit of a new invention. Or you know, a new approach, and maybe there. I'm sure there were people who did it throughout, uh, throughout Japan in previous generations, but probably more out of scarcity <laughs> than out of uh, this is the way that we want to eat it. Mm. And again, you know, it's, it's just the prelude to the meal. You know, it's just just like how you were talking several weeks ago about how you have a couple of bowls of, of soup before you dig into your main course. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I think it, it really helps digestion. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Really, it's, um, you know, even if you take it from like the typical American standpoint, which is to have, um, you know, to not consume as many calories, you know, like fill your belly up with water, you know, <laughs> from that standpoint. But it's, yeah, it definitely improves your digestion a lot because that's, you know, that's replenishing the minerals that your body is constantly using. All right. So we're getting back to the protein topic. Uh, what would you subscribe as a bad source of protein? What do, uh, what do you don't recommend people to get their protein from? Well, you know, uh, see now this is going to be this is one of those things I know you say that I'm I'm prejudiced in in favor of Europeans, but you know, like <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say like a good European salami is bad. But if it's like this, you know, these kind of what we talked about last week, the the fake stuff, the subway sandwiches, the mm-hmm. um the the McDonald's and you know just like these pressed cakes of God knows what you know it's like those those kind of mystery meats the things that like you don't you really don't know what's in there like you you know it doesn't taste right you know something like mortadella which here mm. we call bologna um, you know that's oh that's, that's bologna fine. oh yeah that's what bologna is because oh. it comes from Bologna. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I thought bologna was a totally different kind of salami. No, no, it's um it's it's essentially it's it's mortadella but we don't put the chunks of fat in in it mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. pistachios. It's just the meat when we do it here. So, um, no fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, none of the, none of the extra good fun stuff and I don't even know if they make a good one here. Uh, you know, that's not more like the real mortadella. Mm. So actually, I'm telling people to join us over here because we are. Uh, here we go. Here's some folks. So um, yeah, so that I would say those things, you know, kind of really just any. You know, it just goes back to the same principles as we always talk about, just start fresh, you know, keep it fresh. You know, every once in a while, if, you know, you eat a ham sandwich, not not a problem. Uh, the big problem in this country is not necessarily that it's ham, you know, that it's it's not the salt, it's the nitrates, mm. uh, which we use a lot of. I, I believe that you use it in Europe, too, but I yeah. don't think you're as, heavy, as heavy-handed. Uh, and I'm not sure what your source is. I mean, people, you know, people don't seem to be keeling over from nitrates where you live. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the one one thing that I'm learning more and more about when it comes to things like nitrates. First of all, years ago I went to a, um, a nutrition conference where one of the scientists got up and he was, you know, fairly holistic minded, and he actually thought that nitrates served a good purpose. So I've never delved into that, uh, but I always think there's two sides to a story, but particularly with things like that. The other thing is that uh, fermented foods like sauerkraut can actually neutralize a lot of what would otherwise be damaging effects mm. of something. So um, it would make sense why Germany, for example, with their you know 642 varieties of sausage, uh, <laughs> they you know, still eat sauerkraut and drink sauerkraut juice uh, 
quite regularly. So um, it would kind of make sense why they probably don't have as many of the you know cancers and stuff that we suffer from. Yeah, well, that's that's something very interesting, you know, because I didn't link those two, but I certainly do enjoy sauerkraut, you know, in combination with let's say fried eggs. And mm-hmm. then if I put, you know, some salami that I know has been uh, treated with nitrates, so basically it would be all right to do it, basically. Right. Yeah. Because we, yeah. we do, um, I really, you know, I really go after the more, the less chemicals, the better, and... Whenever I can, I buy, you know, homemade without any preservatives, but sometimes you just got to go and buy uh, something in the store. And then I am, you know, just scouring the the labels and reading the ingredients. And the one and only um, chemical that, that I can find, it is salamis, not the rest, but just in the ones that I buy, is the nitrates. So, and right. th- that was bugging me, you know, a little bit but now this with sauerkraut you know it just it's kind of easier to to eat them now right right yeah and you know that's the thing is you again that's sort of what we were always talking about is like not turning this into a religion mm. there's going to be days where you got to eat something yeah. like that so you know maybe even if it just brings you peace of mind you know what i'm saying yeah so that, that's that, that's it, it yeah. you know, sometimes that goes a long way in yeah. itself yeah, uh, it, it definitely brings a peace of mind because, you know, when I'm eating it, I sure do enjoy it, but I kind of feel guilty for it, you know, right. like I'm not doing the exact right stuff, even though we at Nutrition Heretic always do the wrong stuff. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> got to keep on doing the wrong stuff. It's true. It's so yeah. true. Uh, yeah. So, um you know, other than that, if you're consuming, you know, mostly a vegetarian diet or even a vegan diet, mm. you know, try to introduce a little bit of raw milk. Don't, you know, it's just get to know if, you know, it, it's interesting because as far as I'm concerned, as, as far as I've noticed, most people who kind of, you know, fall into the trap of, you know, you know whether it's vegan or vegetarian in particular, um, they've, they're, they're often city people. So they don't really, they've never really had that connection to the land where, you know, like you grew up in a farming community, basically, or a rural community. Mm. Uh, I didn't grow up that way, but my parents did. So I was always kind of in tune with the idea of how animals should be raised. Uh, And then as an adult, I've spent probably, yeah, my entire adult life, really you know, visiting farms and kind of understanding how animals are raised and, uh, you know, how how they perceive their role, if that makes sense. Like, animals kind of know the deal, you know what I'm saying? Mm. They know. Well. <laughs> they, they understand that one day they're going to be, they're going to be on a plate. <laughs> but, they, you know, they, they, no, seriously, I think that they, every farmer that I've talked to from the Amish farmers in Pennsylvania to my Hawaiian farmers here, they all say that the animals totally know when it's slaughter time hmm. and it's, and they don't freak out. Well, that's a new because I remember back in the day when it was slaughtering time, you know, we had cows and pigs that run off to our yard. You know, we oh, had really? to lock ourselves up in the house because there was this freaking big cow in our yard. And the pigs, man, that they are that's a sight to behold and to hear because when they start squealing, man, that's ah okay, so they, they got, you know, some to to air quote more humane approach later on with right. the bullets, you know, you just shot the pig and yeah. it's dead. But before it was all done with the knife under the throat, and then it's then half an hour of squealing and you know a half an hour. The nah. somebody's doing something wrong. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, it, it, it's a bit of exaggerated, you know. But oh, okay, okay. but when you look at it from a kid's perspective, it's just gruesome, you know. It it, right. it, it, it squeals and there's blood, you know, everywhere, and just to to, to hear it, you know, it, it's the sound of death. It's really a bit wow, chilling. Thanks, thanks for picking up this conversation. Now yeah. everybody's going <laughs> to... <laughs> well, you know, it's it's the hard truth. No, you, it's true. Yeah. Well, 
that that say- steak on your plate was an animal before so Oh, I mean, I've said this before, too, which is that we've gotten, I mean, I know that you don't believe in anything, so to speak, but uh, Mm. that's where rituals like saying grace come from. Mm. It's just some some form of showing gratitude. Gratitude, yeah. And and that that is something that... Dying right. and, and that's yeah. yeah. I think we need to do it over all of our food, not just the the ones that make noise. <laughs> yeah, and the plants uh, eat it too. Yeah, folks. and especially the treatment while the animal is still alive. I mean, it will be you know to air quote again sacrificed later. It will be slaughtered for meals, but when it's during its lifetime, we should we should uh, should do our best to appreciate that life and to give it you know the best life it can have so yeah. it it really spends the the living portion i mean its life it spends you know without uh, fear frustration without being caged up in an in an you know in a, in a, in a stable and never see the sunlight or uh, the, the the grass or anything like that you know just respect the animals for what they will give to us because one day the thing is one day when we die we're gonna go and become worm food and you know fertilizer for the for the plants is is the circle of life yeah absolutely yeah and i mean that goes for the plants as well yeah uh, because i i see people kind of discard plants as uh unimportant and like oh it's dying i just rip it out you know just mm. like wait a minute that's his mouth you just <laughs> rip the dang thing so um you know like really understanding that plants go through suffering as well mm. uh that you know we're it's kind of uh kingdomist to think that we're the only you know animals uh, or animal kingdom uh really has the only sentient beings and that uh plants mm. actually a lot of societies of uh, native american society actually considers the plants as our parents actually the same thing here in hawaii uh, plants, and, and I'm sure many indigenous cultures uh, consider the plants to be our ancestors. Mm. So, you know, think about that. Well, I won't delve that could be, deep. Could be e- eating grandma every time you have a salad. <laughs> <you know? laughs> well, maybe great, 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 great grandma or something oh, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, that is one thing that uh, gripes me with we uh, with vegans vegans sorry vegans vegans um i mean i won't point fingers i mean i'm i'm really a nice guy i don't judge other people for what they do but it's kind of you know two-faced to not eat meat because oh the animals suffer and then stuff your mouth full of uh salad and what the salad didn't suffer when you picked it or what you know, you I mean, there's a, there's, that could go even deeper. That could go yeah. even deeper because there's a lot of animals, you know, bunnies and chipmunks and all that kind of stuff that are in the fields that were and are getting slaughtered at the time that the lettuces are being picked. So unless you're doing it in your own backyard mm. uh, where you know that you're not, you know, killing the slugs and, and yeah, every, every every blade of grass you step on, you, you're killing something, mm. <laughs> whether it's the actual grass or the, the um, you know, ants and other insects that live in there or microbes so so basically we're all yeah yeah we are all mass murderers anyway yeah Yeah. unintentionally most of the time but yeah you know it's like you can that's and i think that's the the problem is that you can keep over analyzing any of this Mm. to a point that uh it's not really serving anyone you know what i'm saying and this is why like that to bring it full circle, that guy that you sent me the picture of, you know, he thinks he's doing the right thing, but he's really eating himself from the inside out. He's he's destroying his body mm. completely. And you know, when he starts to eat again, he might get really, really sick. And that's that's the that's the point where, you know, he could die basically just mm. um, trying to reintroduce some kind of food to, because to, his body's probably shut down. It's probably like, well, there's some kind of famine going on around here, so I shouldn't be using this anymore. So I'm just going to shut it down because I need the energy just to stay alive. Mm, probably. And that, that happens a lot. Yeah, and I think, I think that this goes way, again, with the adaptability of the body. I think it goes really a lot back in time 
when we were, you know, just primitive people. I'm not saying we're not primitive now, but uh, yeah, no, some of us are still primitive. Yeah. Before. And, and <laughs> be, all right. Magnon, man. Yeah. Okay. Before there was Facebook. Let's make it. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the real Stone Age. Yeah. Uh, and before fire, I really doubt that men cooked their meats. I'm, I'm not sure if they consumed it. I assume they did, but they they definitely didn't cook it. And I am aware that probably many of them died because of uh, you know diseases and and so on and so forth. I doubt it. I but think, I think primitive man was much more hardy. Yes, than, than and that, that is something that I'm uh, very curious about because it seems to me that with all the advancements we made on, uh, you know, in the field of science and medicine and everything else, we just made ourselves more uh, vulnerable. And oh, totally. We we are oh. yeah we, we 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 couldn't survive. You know, if you take somebody from a city, let's say, mm -hmm. you know from the jungle, New York, and put it in a real jungle, he'd be dead. Oh, yeah. Uh, just like... Yeah, it's not, it, wouldn't be, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be all nice, like, you know, how uh, Tom Hanks found a... Uh, was it a volleyball? Yeah, it, it was Wilson. <laughs> yeah, Wilson, Wilson, you know, like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be... Yeah, he, yeah the, the chances that that guy survived, he was lucky he was a Boy Scout and, you know, figured out how to make a fire. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, most most of us would be dead. But I mean, it's and it's more than that. I think you know what we talk about a lot on the show, which is the microbiome. You know, what's in our intestines. Like my chickens, you know, they're yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, chickens. They relate to dinosaurs and all that kind of stuff. But you know, they're really hardy. They know it's more than just the survival skills. Mm. It's like they could freaking eat anything, mm. and it won't kill them. Like you'd yeah. have to like literally just like pump them up with cyanide to kill them. Mm. But yeah, anything else that would make us sick to our stomachs or whatever, it's really just because we screwed up our digestive tract so mm. much. Uh, and we've, we've um, you know, between the sugars, and I'm, not, and I'm not pointing fingers when I say sugars, I just mean the fact that we consume, you know, whether or not we like to think about it, we consume more than our bodies really need. Mm. Um, we don't take care, and except for, you know, a limited number of people who now are rediscovering, at least in this country, rediscovering things like the probiotic foods, your sauerkrauts, your yogurts, and so on. Uh, you know, most of us have not been, have not had a lifetime of that kind of eating. Or, you know, before, like, you know, their, their mothers ate that well. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we've just done a lot of things that uh, made us more vulnerable to, you know, dirty water, for example. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm not even talking about like stuff with cholera in it. I'm just talking about dirty, you know, <laughs> just just like with dirt in it could plain you know, old water from the creek. Yeah, wow. and all of a sudden everybody's sick, but it's really just because our gut bacteria is all jacked up. Yeah, that that's something interesting. Uh, I was um, reading, you know, like two weeks ago. Uh, it was a conversation between what should be uh, eaten and what not, and there was again people that were disgusted with people who eat meat like you murderer and so on and so forth and one of the arguments was uh, when did you see a wild tiger in the wild cooking and roasting his meat right and then <laughs> i you know i really had a big urge to answer but i said no just stay away from that don't start it yeah. and i just thought to myself well Maybe if he started using fire, maybe he he won't ever go back. Maybe he will lose that ability, just as we have. You know, right? At one point, right. we we surely did eat raw meat, and we had it good. Yeah, and I do think that uh, you know that that cooking meat uh, unlocked a new set of nutrients that maybe you know that helped to grow our brain further. Mm. Uh, in, in a different way. And then, you know, there, there was probably boiling meats, you know, not that far, you know, once they, you know, figured that out. Uh, so, yeah, that's, you know, it's um, it's hard to know for sure. I mean, there's I've, I've read a lot of books that have a lot of different theories, you know, many that totally conflict with mine. Uh, but, you know, some that uh, also looked at the, looked at it from the same perspective that I am. And, and I don't, I don't think it was necessarily the cooking. I think it's when we started to really get into um, 
you know, grain ag- agriculture. Mm. Uh, that uh, because that's that, that's kind of where a lot of the wars started breaking out, like these big scale wars. But you know, it's, it's also more portable nutrients as well that allowed us to to start settling in places. You know, from our from our our starches and so on. But and and they say that's when tooth decay and other disease started to show up. So it wasn't necessarily in the cooking of the meat. Mm. It was more in the settling and the um, and the the grain trade. Right. So Farming. so so grains are more dangerous for us mm-hmm. than meats. Um, I think that, uh, with the the excessive amounts that we've been trained to eat, I think that that can. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a negative effect. I don't think that they are inherently bad, like a lot of people are saying. Uh, do you need them to survive? Probably not. The I grains. do think that grains, mm-hmm. particularly, but I do think that uh, they can grains and other starches can um, can be helpful. In yeah, and even and, and part of it's because I come from. Uh, the Chinese dietetic model, um, you know, some of my training was in Chinese dietetics. And, um, you know, it's it's uh, hard to, um, it, it's hard to, once you know that information, to really say like, oh, you know, all grains are bad because we know, for example, wheat, you know, which is like the whipping boy today, uh, is has a lot of therapeutic value on different parts of the wheat and whole wheat by itself. Uh, and one of those things, ironically enough, is weight loss. It's one of the things that it's touted for. Uh, but, you know, again, we're, this is coming from a, a the, this information is coming from a different society at a different time where, you know, food looked very differently. So we have to approach, I think there is a little bit of difference in the way we have to approach it. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, you know, like all foods have value. It's just, so this whole concept that we people want to know, like, is this good or bad for me? Well, you know, it's food. It's good for somebody. You know, mm. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean that it's good for you right now. Yeah. Oh, we got we got a question here from Johnny Ducox, and he says that he just chimed in. His daughter is allergic to chicken, shellfish, some grasses, and things like that. I know I have to get her on on probiotics. What else is good for her? Ah, that's that, that's like a consultation <laughs> kind of a question. Um, well, if she's if she's uh, allergic to grasses, uh, then she should be avoiding grains, uh, primarily uh, wheat and rye, um, are probably going to be uh, problematic for her. Uh, I believe we talked a little bit about the chicken the other day, and I was suggesting, uh, because, you know, who's allergic to chicken, right? Um, Try other types of fowl if you can get your hands on them. So duck um, might be one that you can get your hands on and really shouldn't have no cross-reactivity. Quail is probably different enough. Uh, Unfortunately, those can be very expensive, but if you want to have, you know, a family meal and not totally poison your child... Uh, then those would be some options that you could do maybe around the holidays, you know, as, as a treat. Turkey uh, could probably work as well. Shellfish, uh, not too many things I can think of that make a good uh, replacement for shellfish, although there is, there is one fish, well, monkfish kind of mimics the texture of, I want to say, lobster. And there's another fish that we have here, which I can't, I think it's, it's uh, all I know is the, the Hawaiian name, which is Hapu'u, H-A-P-U-U. And uh, that one is awesome. That one really is delicious. Uh, so you can try those. Um, other than probiotics, you know, get her on probiotic foods. You know, make sure that every meal she's getting uh, some kind of sauerkraut. If she tolerates yogurt, you know, have her on that. Uh I would be, you know, really she needs to eliminate all the sugars more than anything right now. I would say eliminate sugars and grains, but you, you, you would really want to have a professional give her a once-over, you know, really check 
her body, uh, you know, her sensitivity list and really work with someone hand in hand to develop a program that's suitable to her. Um, if you can get uh, off the top of my head, one thing that should be able to help if you can get, and this is really inexpensive, uh, the shank of pork, uh, really uh, try to make broth with that. And you're going to hear in a couple of weeks, we're going to have on the podcast an interview with Heather Dane, who is uh, the co-author with Louise Hay of The Bone Broth Secret. And in their book, one of the things I love is that they use these very neutral flavored broths in pretty much everything from their gluten-free breads to their regular breads to just all kinds of places you wouldn't expect. So you can do like a, say you take a pork shank, right? This is, we're talking basically from the knee down, um, in, you know, as well, including the foot of the, the pig and with the skin on and everything. And you, you simmer that for several hours Use all of that cartilage, all the fat, all the meat. Um, you know, your daughter, as I'm suggesting, she stays off grasses. You could probably find a workaround. But uh, like with my family, we'll use that meat and saute it up maybe with some onions and peppers and make sort of like tacos out of that. Um, so you could use that, you know, maybe do a taco salad or maybe make a soup with it. But the broth, as long as you haven't added onions and all that kind of stuff, you could use that in smoothies. You can, you know, just to make sure that she's getting some kind of bone broth everywhere. Uh, because when I hear about these kinds of allergies, um, there's usually a lot of gut healing that needs to happen. Uh, and the probiotics are just going to populate if they hold on. Um, they're just going to populate the gut with um, with the bacteria, but it's not going to seal the gut. So you need to rebuild the gut, and that's where the bone broth and all that, um, you know, the skin and the and the fat. Uh, according to Natasha Campbell McBride, uh, people who eat fat are the ones who gain the most. You know, they, they in other words, they heal the fastest. The ones who are eating the most fat heal the fastest. Uh, egg yolks are also good for that. Um, but because she's allergic to chicken, even though most people are not necessarily going to be allergic to both, I'd be a little bit worrisome as long as as, as she doesn't get like a, a, a anaphylactic reaction when she eats eggs. Um, you know that the egg yolk in particular is the part that will help to heal the gut as well. So I hope that answers your question, Johnny. Right. And now to answer one of my questions. Uh oh, okay. Uh oh, here and then we're we gonna goes. have to wrap up because we're yeah. already we're already up to forty minutes. <laughs> sure. Okay, we can do without my questions. All right. No, 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 no. You can have your question. <laughs> you can have your question too. All right. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on protein supplements? I am not gonna answer that question. <laughs> mm. Is it controversial? Ah, <laughs> uh, protein supplements. What are you talking yeah. about? Like whey, like whey protein, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and the whole family. Well, I am. Uh, I. If uh -oh. you're traveling, something like whey protein, if it's you know you know, the undenatured kind and all that jazz is probably, you know, not going to kill you. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and not that it's going to kill you normally. <laughs> it came out wrong. But you know what I'm saying. It's not the end of the world. If you need to do it in a pinch because you're traveling and you know that it's going to be a better option than the, you know, McDonald's or veggie burgers or whatever mm -hmm. other nonsense you might be exposed to and you otherwise don't have control of your food. So if it's, you know, if it's something that you need to do to get you over a hump, you know, it's probably fine. I would prefer, you know, there's actually someone here in my community, her husband takes that every day. And I'm like, why don't you just like eat the food? Like, well, oh, well, you know, I just want something quick in the morning. And that's just his thing, you know, and he swears that he's fine. Um, the problem is, is that when people are defending what they're doing, they're always fine. But then as soon as, you know, you're not talking about that thing, you hear about the aches and the pains and the this and the that and, you know, how it's not, how, how they're not feeling good. But then you, and then if you interject and say, oh, well, aren't you taking that away? Oh, well, that has nothing to do with it. So, um, as if they know. Mm. So, uh, okay. Um, 
so yeah, you know, this is uh, this is something that uh, we got another question from Vivian Williams. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, this is another thing that um, we need to to just be aware of. Again, we don't want to turn it into a religion. You know, it's not my go-to. Like if somebody wanted to do it for you know, like their daily workouts, go eat a couple of eggs, mm. or you know, have something you know, super simple like that, or a yogurt, or or some other. Uh, food that has the probiotic in it, uh, you know, or the the you know the protein source in there, uh, but to rely on supplements, I I just don't like it. I don't I don't like relying on anything that I don't mm. have control over because you know in the sense and it's not because I'm a control freak but it's because a lot of times the the formula changes like you might find a really good product and then they sell out to to coca-cola quietly or they just change because they can't get their supplier to to you know supply them with whatever the um the original contents were and nobody ever realizes all they know is that they're getting sicker and they don't know why hmm. and then we find out that they've changed the, the formula so yeah i don't put all my eggs in one basket when it comes to that, but at the same time, like I said, you know, if you need to do it every once in a while, understand. If you just have it there for backup and you use it every so often, it's mm. not gonna, it's not gonna harm anything. Uh, if you're, you know, most of the time you're doing uh, more sustainable and healthy foods, but to really do it every day, mm. I'd say I'd rather see, you know, the person actually eat some real food. And what can you say then about people that, you know, use it multiple times a day, like bodybuilders and all the other people? You've seen those freaks. Yeah, I've seen those freaks. But <laughs> aside from those that, you know, inject up their peephole, various stuff, etc. I mean, there are so-called uh, natural bodybuilders that, that don't use any enhancement drugs and so on and so right, forth no and yeah and they really look you know like someone that could get there by training you know they don't look as monster you know right. monsterified but monstrous yeah but as as far as i uh understood watching these uh documentaries they really need to uh, take care of what they eat, uh, you know, like in a gram of things. So I can only eat this much gram of fat and I can only eat this much of uh, carbs and, you know, do all, do all, all the other stuff. But protein mm -hmm. is the mother and everything. So they consume uh, very vast amounts of protein and very yeah. low amounts of everything else. Except for right. I don't know fats because they use some fats as well for um, for the energy, but it's a really strict strict diet and it's really hard to get that body. I mean to look well. Like that's just that. it. Is it you know when you um, yeah these 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 crazy any any diet that doesn't allow you to eat real food worries me because you know in other words where you can't find the the exact proportions in nature of what you're being told to do that always worries me and as far as i understand uh the all these studies that come out about how protein destroys your kidneys that they're done with these kind of you know weight gain powders and these whey powders and these soy powder you know these these artificial protein powders mm. um or in the app or in the absence of fat because you need fat to digest your protein mm. and that's what a lot of people don't realize as well is that fat is really crucial uh, to getting to getting your protein uh, digested properly and one of the reasons is because fats help your body to release all the enzymes that you need not just the fat enzymes so it will fats will help you digest your carbohydrates better It'll, help you digest your proteins better as well. Yeah, but then your six-pack won't show as good. I mean, huh. It's, yeah, well. It's, it's pure logic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, going on forward, so Vivian Williams asked, my 16-year-old friend is having oral surgery tomorrow and wants to know what type of protein he should take while he recovers. He won't be able to chew. Uh-huh. 
Well, I would say if he cannot chew, he should be consuming um, shakes. Shakes, yeah. protein shakes. Do, yeah, protein shakes. No, <laughs> you can have yogurt. Remember, we talked about the Indians and their yogurt. Nah. Right? Yeah. So you can have um, yeah, pretty much any kind of uh, yogurt kefir. You know, you can make shakes with that. You can put some bone broth in it, as we discussed, if it's a, a neutral mm. flavored one. Uh, he can do soups that he can puree up. He can, um, you know, do a bone broth based soup, which doesn't in itself have a lot of protein. But then, you know, to that he can. Oh, if you can't chew at all, you know what he can do? This is okay. This is going to sound a little, uh, a little tricky. But he can actually puree eggs in his soup as well. You know, he can he can actually add eggs to smoothies as well. Um, one of the things that I do, and he could probably make this and then puree it up, you know, do a, a broth with vegetables and, um, you know, the, the Italian wedding soup with the yes, eggs and cheese in yes, it? Yes, yes. Yeah, so you take, a, you take an egg like you're going to scramble it and you put it into the soup. You could do it that way and it would cook and it you know, cooks in strings normally, mm. but you could puree that up. Yeah. And you could puree that and then eat that. But if you wanted to do if you want to do like a really like kind of elegant version of that, um, it would be to take the egg whites out. Uh, don't don't use the egg whites, but you take the egg yolks and you <laughs> don't make this too hard because I'll be making some of this for him. <laughs> okay. It's not too hard, okay? You got your 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 pureed up soup, right? Real nice, and then you want to add some egg yolks. And this is more on the on the fat side, but it's gonna go uh, uh you know, great. It'll, it'll go a long way towards his recovery. Is take some egg yolks. You beat them like you're gonna make uh, scrambled eggs. You take just a little bit of that hot broth and you pour it into the eggs and whisk it up, and then don't have the that soup boiling, but you pour that in gradually and you whisk that in and it comes out really nice and creamy. It's actually a really nice way mm. to make a, a creamy soup. And then you could add like some creme fraiche that would be, you know, super simple to do. Um, add some kind of, uh, yeah, creme fraiche or just regular cream, but make sure it's not ultra pasteurized. Uh, the regular cream here tends to be, here in Hawaii is ultra pasteurized. Probably in California you can get real cream uh, or even if it's just regular pasteurized, that's still better than the ultra pasteurized. So he doesn't have a, how, how long do you think he's not going to be able to chew? She can she can answer that. Man, where'd you go? Okay. Okay, cool. She can handle that. And what about raw eggs? Raw eggs? I mm -hmm. think raw eggs are good, just like raw meat. You know, I think they're they're good for. Um, maybe I he think could they enhance. Uh, yeah, maybe who could uh, maybe who could uh, drink up those as well. I mean, it won't yeah. taste the best, but. Yeah, well, that's why I, I that's why I would say just add it to your smoothie. Mm. Just add it to a smoothies, mm. puree that up. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, the, uh, yeah. now you reminded me of something that my. Uh, grandma used to do for me when I was little so it was a kind of a smoothie so with raw eggs and raw milk mm -hmm. and then there was also okay so because it was for the kids there was a bit of sugar in it right and maybe biscotti and Ooh. a banana and ah. she would just grind it all and it was a mm, delicious smoothie that's very I never thought of putting a, a biscotti yeah. For one thing, I generally don't like them. Uh, <laughs> no, but <seriously. laughs> even when I eat sugar, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's not—it's an acquired taste to some extent. Um, but yeah, that—that that sounds like it could be mm. good. Yeah, it is. You yeah. just reminded me now. Oh, it. see, now I gotta go mm. find some biscotti. <laughs> is that gonna happen? All right, all right. So, are we done here for for this week? Yeah, I think we are. It's been almost fifty minutes, and I think we should go uh, chill out. Okay, so next week, mm -hmm. our topic. Oh, and by the way, folks, if you, I'm going to be recording some kind of TV show. Let's call it 
in this undisclosed so far. What well, do we discuss it last week? <laughs> yeah, do we talk about it on the show? Well, if you want to know what it is, maybe I'll give away a prize. Make somebody go listen to it last week and tell me. Um, but yeah, I'm going to an exotic location. So if uh, anybody wants to uh, give me an idea of what kind of show they like, yeah, you and see, I'm, I'm working on I'm working on a theme, and I'm trying to think of like how do I want to make it look. Well, I, I hope you saw my comment that I left you today. So whatever you choose, just be yourself. Okay. Yeah, keep it, you know, nutritious, keep it heretic. And... Yeah, I got to I gotta talk to some people over there and make sure that they're not going to... Yeah, because like the, the first thing somebody said to me was, uh, oh, well, you know, this woman, she made a business out of like vegan juicing i'm like that's not what i'm talking about and then and then she went the other direction and she's like i got somebody who can get your heads and guts and i'm like <laughs> well i'm not talking about like you know bizarre foods i just want like straight up mm. you know old-fashioned stuff so and those, don't forget to use yeah don't forget to use a lot of humor yes that's definitely something that will you know, entertain people and keep them. Well, that'll interested. probably happen when I drop the chicken on the floor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have to think of something quick. <laughs> oh, look, it's a rubber chicken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Viv, for, for leaving some comments as well. I'm going to look at that. Actually, I saw it pop up and I had to close the window so I wouldn't read it because I'm nosy that way. I'll get... <laughs> That's, that's that like nine times out of ten when I lose my place is because I'm reading something like something flashed yeah. in front of me and I had to read it. So anyway, thanks for being here and we will see you next week talking about carbohydrates. Mm. I, and I and I said carbohydrates. Yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, because you know just the bros use carbohydrates. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> or they don't. They just use protein and. This was just my wife. She said, shh, because I just got so excited about carbohydrates. And I made some loud noises and the kids are sleeping. So I have to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, good night to you. Mm -hmm. Good night to you. Good day to everybody else <laughs> in the part of the world where it's daytime. And uh, see you next week talking about carbohydrates. All right. All right. Ciao, ciao. baby. <laughs>